Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And welcome back to the We Got The Chocolates podcast. What the frick is that? Don't they do dad jokes? Wait, there's There's a a podcast? podcast? Yeah. There's a podcast, you numpty. It's the sports chat and debates for you and your mates. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. Mitch Robbo is one of those guys that you... He's like dark chocolate. You can only have a, a little bit at, 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 a, at any point in time, and then you got to tap out. But uh, <laughs> this year, he got dry cleaned for the first time, and it's actually white. So <laughs> it was that it was that dirty and old, and looked ivory. So we've called it the ivory jacket. Uh, you mentioned preseason. So you've done how many of those now? Thirteen now. Yeah, they look many. incredibly tough. <laughs> <laughs> I still actually don't have my my, my blazer. Oh, you could Yeah, oh, I got the one I got for the Too photos small. and all that. <laughs> Doesn't fit around my neck. <laughs> no. I've got a fair bit of muscle mass too. I can't imagine I'd be walking out to play AFL tomorrow. <laughs> no, there's some blokes skinnier than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to watch like, a, I think it was an over 40s AFL game down at Wyndham the other day. Oh, that's going to increase your luck. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were really looking forward to it. Didn't get the, the chocolates on the night, but it's a bit there, boys. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Yeah, let's welcome back to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And it's another good chat episode that we have for you here. We're fortunate enough today to catch up with Daniel Rich. Yeah, yeah correct, Lethal. And for those who don't know, and we've got a, got a few American listeners, ETC, he uh, plays in the AFL, Australian Australian Football League. Uh, probably not big overseas, that one, I wouldn't have thought. But he plays for the Brisbane Lions. He's been there since 2009, I think. He's he's a great man. He brought up his 250th game recently against Geelong, all for the Lions. Um, and he made the All-Australian team last year, and he's just a just a general jet. He's probably got one of the biggest left boots I've ever seen. So, yeah, it was hasn't, a real um, pleasure to chat to him. Hasn't received his blazer for his All-Australian <laughs> appearance, as it turns out, which is a real shame. Yeah, was, I'm sure they're great people that make those blazers. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a great chat. I was really looking forward to it, and I know you guys probably even more so <laughs> being... being uh, massive Brisbane Lion fans but it was awesome I had met him once before being a fellow LSKD athlete but uh, yes. but it was great to hear his thoughts on AFL and, and uh, everything going on else in his life too yeah he's spot on has actually worth mentioning that we are big Brisbane Lions fans well certainly mm. I am it's got uh, my ringtone and Mitch jumps on when they're winning as we talked about <laughs> in the podcast so uh, so we will it was great to catch up with him um, earlier well I think it was last week now wasn't it but mm. as you're as you're probably hearing this uh, but we got to have a chat to him and this is exactly how it went. 
Daniel, thank you so much for joining us on the We Got The Chocolates podcast, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. One that we've been incredibly excited about, I must say. So thanks so much for coming around. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And the Lions, mate, they are flying at the moment. Genuinely, we're third on the table. It's a couple of surprise packets up there, actually, which we might talk about at some stage. The Frio Dockers, where the heck did they come from? But Lions, <laughs> Lions sitting pretty. Oh, mate, it's, a, it's one of those things where you, you want to start the season well. Um, and this time last, or not this time last year, but we're three and one the other way. Mm-hmm. Now we're five and one, so um, it's it's always good to be ahead of the ledger, and that was kind of the focus heading into uh, the season. So um, yeah, we're not playing our best. We're a little bit better on the weekend, but I suppose it's a positive that we're winning games, even though we're not really uh, at our best. But at the same time, we're we're a pretty good team now, so teams are going to come after you and chase you a bit harder, as we did when we were a younger kind of developing team. Seems to be a pretty challenging matchup on the weekend too. Another team with five and one, fourth place, Sydney. So, be a be a tough one for you guys. Yeah, they're they're flying. Um, they're doing really well. They've got, in a way, a pretty kind of similar list to us. They're still young, but they've got um, obviously a lot of good players as well. So it's it's one that we're really looking forward to. They're the games you really um, really look forward to as, as a, especially as an older player. Um, you love those challenges and, and a team who's in a similar position. So. Even though it's not uh, the pointy end of the season, um, these games are, are just as important. Yeah, and it's it's awesome to see you, you guys obviously winning games, mate. It must be pretty good, pretty positive vibe around the group and stuff, I take it. Yeah, I've, I've been on the other side of it. Where, <laughs> <laughs> as you're all probably aware, I've, uh, I've kind of seen it all. So, um, win, wins are gold. Yeah, absolutely. There would have been some some tough years, Dan. You were from WA when you originally, and that's where you played, grew up, and all your junior footy and stuff there. Yeah, I was lucky. Um, I was lucky. Obviously, in WA, I played at Subiaco, which is a level under the uh, AFL and the Waffle, and I was basically in a team that was full of very good players, and I was just a young fella who was lucky to um, get some games and go along for the ride. Won two premierships. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, looked after very well. Um, but, yeah, I owe a lot to a lot of those guys who kind of put their arm on my shoulder and ferried me along the way. Any um, any other players that you played with over there that kicked on, went on to play AFL or had careers in footy? Um, not so much in that team. There was actually a lot of guys who were, were on the other end. Um, a lot of good waffle players, but then there was also some guys, some guys that were mature age players, Greg Broughton, Cole Horsley, probably not. Um, household names but guys that made it on the list and there was guys on the flip side like Daniel Chick from Hawthorne, uh, Mark Nikoski was playing a bit who's from West Coast, Phil Reed, um, guys that had been there and played um, AFL footy basically yeah we're playing for us so we had a pretty good team. And like I mean now you've you just racked up your 250th game for the Brisbane Lions which is which is awesome but like early on in your career were you thinking yeah, I've got in the draft with Brisbane, but you know, one day I might go back and play over in WA for a team over there. What, what were your thoughts there? Oh, you're probably not thinking that at the time. At the time, you're like, gee, I'm lucky to be on a list. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped. I'm living my dream. I'm doing this and that. And I played every game in my first season, which was awesome. Got to travel every second weekend pretty much and be able to play with guys like Jonathan Brown, Luke Power, Simon Black. So I was like, gee, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> is that something you expect Like when you, when you get drafted? Are you, are you thinking... Did you think you're through the preseason? Do you think I'm probably playing first game, or did you think I might might not make the first the first full team there? Oh, I think early days you're probably thinking I'm. Oh, it's like going from grade seven to grade eight, or grade five to grade six, however it is these days. At primary school to high school, you're like <laughs> I'm I'm little fish now. So 
Um, but it gets along in the pre-season where you start playing a few intra-club games and you get picked in the, the A team and you think, oh, it could be a chance here for round one. And the next thing, yeah, you're playing round one and the, the season rolls on. But, gee, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that first season, though, you, you made finals that year, wasn't it? That 2009? Yeah, yeah. We uh, finished sixth. Uh, so it was, a, it was a pretty good year. Played a couple of finals. Um, then she went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's, um, yeah. the, I like the draft concept. I love so much like I reckon it's awesome and, and for like like you said like a, a kid like you that gets to go and then even now you're in like the, the probably the second half of your career I think it's probably fair to say um, <laughs> is uh, being generous <laughs> you, you get that you got you see guys like you know Cam Rayner come to the club and um, Devin Robertson who's, who's the most recent one just he played oh, he hurt his ankle on the weekend um, Kyle Lerman as well So you, you actually I reckon it's just Such an awesome thing But then You often see Heaps of these I guess Kids It's, it's been common To see people Want to go home uh, At stages Like, And then that's probably Something that hurt the Lions I think it's fair to say Earlier in your career Definitely was your ability To just retain players That had come from interstate Yeah you know, I think it's, there's A lot of factors Obviously that go into that There's obviously Partly the individual Circumstances Whatever it might be Teams not doing well um, a whole variety of things that um, players might want to get out out the door for, but I'm pretty, to be honest, proud of myself that I've kind of stuck fat through that and kind of come out the other side because it's made the last few years, especially, a lot sweeter, um, and we're in a pretty exciting position moving forward too. Have you got anyone that you that played in that first year with you that are still around the club, or is it is it a brand new setup? You're the only one left standing there. Now. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people come and go. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I think there's no one. There's definitely no one in my draft. There's no one in the draft after mine and I think there's um, Ryan Lester's the draft after that um, so he's uh, he's probably the closest in terms of uh, yeah draft age so um, I've, yeah I've seen a lot of players come and go and staff and coaches as well you feel like one of the older guys now I know I mean I've been with the with the Queensland Bulls squad for a while now but I still feel like young at heart young guy in the squad I don't know why but <laughs> do, you, just, do you feel like you're the, the oldest guy in the squad or you feel like you're young at heart with it with the, those, those young guys coming up <laughs> depends which day you ask me I reckon yeah. uh, no nah, you definitely feel younger hanging around um, some of the boys um, but I like a bit of a laugh as, as much as anyone yeah, yeah. there's some guys that are younger than me that are a lot more serious than me and we let them know about it, but um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's so good to be able to walk in the doors every day and do what I do, and be able to hang out with it's 46, 47 of us. So mm. it's always someone around for a laugh. That's beautiful. Can you give us a bit of insight into that? I suppose the whole point of our sort of show is to oh, we are all sort of sports nuffies, and we try and bring the locker room to your lounge room is what we're doing. Um, so yeah, who who are some guys around around the Brisbane Lions change room that are bit of a larrikin I guess and, and have you got have you got any good stories <laughs> oh there's a few there's definitely a few um Mitch Robinson Charlie Cameron a couple that spring to mind okay. yeah, <laughs> for different reasons Mitch Robbo is one of those guys that you he's like dark chocolate you can only have a, a little bit at, 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 a, at any point in time and then you gotta tap out but um, <laughs> Charlie's always full of energy right. um he's great fun yeah. but that's the good thing as I said before there's so many different I suppose characters and yeah, yeah I love it Good. So you had a bit of a scuffle with Robbo oh, before was, he yeah. came to the Lions when you were playing against him on the field. Did, did he say something to get under your skin? Is that is that did he annoy that you the on the field too? On your Instagram, oh, I think <laughs> he. No, I think he he knocked over one of uh, Mitch Clark, who used to play with. I think it was he knocked yeah. over him, and I came in, or Matt Cruiser or someone. I, it almost turned into a little two on two, <laughs> but I stir him up all the time. He, he reckons I took the rising star of him in. 
um, round one of our first year, like nomination or whatever it was. And yeah. um, but I always he had that bit of a scuffle at the big day out, which I stir him up about all the time <laughs> back in the day. And he's had a couple of fights along the way, but I let him know that I won that one. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems like a fiery bloke on the field, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd get into, yeah, into a scuffle. I like fighting him. <laughs> I reckon he's the type of guy you definitely want on your team, though, yeah. rather, rather than playing <laughs> against him. Yeah, absolutely. If you say run through the, the wall, he'll, he'll do it. He's one of those guys. And Biffin's like Biffin's sort of a, a part of AFL. Like there's always that little push and shove and scuffle and stuff. And I know when Lee and I played a, a couple of seasons together and he loved it for whatever reason, just like rubbing, <laughs> rubbing people's head in the dirt and stuff. And I was I was very much on the other end. What, what are you got? Kind of like? what you, what's your take on that? Oh, you got to be careful these days. It's, it's, it's changed um, yeah. even from when I started. Yeah, a lot more cameras, a lot... Everything's a bit more stringent and yeah. you kind of understand that. And I think the AFL does it so well in terms of, I suppose, you imagine you're a, you're a mum or a dad and you see what's happening at the top. Yeah. It obviously just flows through and the AFL does an amazing job. Because the, the, the growth in Queensland um, is just incredible in terms of numbers. And mm. I've got my young fella down at Auskick at the moment and there's hundreds of kids down there. So yeah. credit to the AFL. And I think that's a big part of it is cutting out all the, yeah. not the cheap stuff, all the dirty stuff, but... Yeah, Th- those kind of blights in the game. I reckon it's um, a big part of the reason why there's so many more kids adults kicking Queensland now is also because the Lions are winning. We are the, some of the great bandwagon supporters <laughs> in, in Brisbane. I think Mitch can probably uh, attest to that, actually. Yeah. We were huge Brisbane Lions fans 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, yeah. 2004, up until the grand final. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't click for me until, until I was... Preparing for this interview, doing some research. But I, yeah, I was right into AFL as like a real young kid when I was maybe four or five years old. My, my dad would always sit there and watch it, and he sort of followed the Lions, but he was more an Adelaide Crows man. Yeah. But so I was yeah, obsessed with the Lions right up until about the end of the granny in 2004, and then just completely forgot about AFL. I started playing rugby league and stuff until Lee Lee went and lived in Adelaide for a couple of years, came back, made me start playing, and it probably was about 2019. So that would have been the next mode final. So yeah, I realised I'm, I'm one of the worst kids. It's a bandwagon supporter, which is something that a lot of Brisbane get get a bit of hate about, I guess. Yeah, members now though, so we're fine. Yeah. It's bolstering, <laughs> bolstering the <laughs> numbers time. up. Um, yeah, that's in in South Australia though, and that's what's so good about seeing it thrive in Queensland now. Because I went down from Queensland to South Australia for cricket, and in the off season, all the boys that played cricket also played footy, and it was like weird. Like you would honestly get bullied if you didn't. You had to play down. I remember asking, like, has anyone played rugby league down there? And like down here, and they were like laughing, like like they wouldn't even televise the game to like put put them on at midnight for anyone that wanted to watch. So uh, you had to play down there. So that's why I think I got so hooked on it. And then as I sort of came back, that's when like the Lions resurgence was happening. Like probably Chris Fagan had just taken over. But even like people put it down to Chris Fagan heaps. But his first year, I remember we were members because it was the first year I came back, and I don't think he started winning until right at the end of that season. And he was going into every press conference going like, yeah, but we improved in this area. He'd always walk in with his little sheets of paper and go, but what about these stats, these centre clearances? We've improved in this. And he sort of like brought you along, like as a fan, he brought you along for the journey going like, oh, they actually are getting better. And yeah. then, and like, it's been such a cool transition to watch, I reckon. He's he's one of those coaches, I, I kind of remember those days pretty clearly because we, we weren't winning, as you said, we weren't winning a lot, but you'd still enjoy kind of walking through the doors on a Monday thinking, oh, you knew that Fakes was going to, yes, there'd be some stuff that we can work on, but he'd, he'd put a bit of a positive spin and he'd, he'd always say, we, we don't lose, we learn, which is something that I'd never heard before, um, but it's so true. 
and I think moving forward, the next season we, we won similar amount of games, but we lost a of games where we were like yeah. a goal or two in it. That's right. Yeah. And then I think the year after that was when we went from 15th to second or third because we basically flipped those close losses into into wins and yeah. that's that's the only difference in um, yeah where you kind of can finish on the ladder. But he was brilliant at finding little things where we can improve and I think you add them all up and kind of puts us where we are. Yeah. And like under him, you've changed sort of changed your role a bit on the field as well, and led to all Australian in twenty twenty one, and and like so that must be working pretty well for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, God, it was credit to him. One of the first things he he did when he arrived at the Lions was he caught up with every single person face to face up upstairs at the Gabba, and basically one meeting could have been for ten minutes, one could have been for an hour, so it was a lot of time on his end. Um, and at the end of it, and during that, he basically said to me, mate, I think your best foot is ahead of you, which is something I'd never heard before. <laughs> that was kind of five, six years ago. Um, so it was exciting. And then at that point, I was still playing midfield, played a couple of games midfield, and then got flicked down back um, kind of three or four games into um, his first year, I think it was. And then yeah, haven't really uh, haven't really changed since. And credit to him, it's it's obviously something that he's seen done in the past with guys like Luke Hodge and um, Sam Mitchell, Burgoyne, Lewis, guys that are obviously very good players. Um, so, yeah, I was all on board. And from the outside, like, it, it looks like you you sort of thrive down back, I guess, and, like, you're, you're playing better footy, I suppose, down there. Does it feel like that for you as well? Is there is there something something about playing in the back that you that makes makes you so much better down there, I guess? Is that... Yeah, I, I really enjoy it back there. It's you get obviously a different look from behind the ball. Yeah, it's obviously something that I'm quite comfortable with. But I haven't, yeah. didn't really play there a lot in juniors or anything. So, but in hindsight, it's probably the thing that's I suppose gave my career some longevity and um, probably added some consistency week in week out. That was what I was chasing. Yeah, as we all know, being a sportsman, you don't want to be really good one week and then you, you're shocking the next week. If you can level it out and be. Isabel be quite good then and that's what that's what especially as an elite player that's what you want to do you don't want to have highs and lows but yeah I've I've loved it back there yeah that's so cool I reckon because you could I guess easily like you said I guess probably the communication of <laughs> good conditions here um, <laughs> the, the, the like the communication of Chris Fagan because you could have easily taken that and gone like oh well I'm getting like like you said like flicked down back like I thought you know it could have been like a thing where you would sort of as a bit of an insult but instead it's been you've embraced it like he's probably presented it in a way to you where you're like actually this is a great role for me and um, like it, every time you like take a kick out and stuff like that like you see that being such like an integral role now that the rules have changed and you can play on straight out of the square and stuff and that's probably it just seems to be like a role that it's just like yeah he'll do it for you now yeah it's obviously something that it's part of my game. Um, something that I have to invest time into, and that's the thing. It's not. It's not the easiest thing because if you stuff it up, the team gets a shot straight back yeah. the other way. It's not like yeah. the forwards miss a go, like oh, shame they miss, but <laughs> yeah. the opposition doesn't get a shot and goal straight away. But so it's, it is. It is an important part of the game, but something I love. Um, yeah. Love doing. Yeah, with that all Australian team you made, did you end up playing any games? Was there any like is it international rules they play ever like something every now and they then? Used or? To do, they still do that the international rules games and stuff. I think they want to. Yeah, yeah, I think they're trying to get that back. There was talk that there might be a game in New York or whatever, which yeah. would be pretty cool. Mm. Hopefully, I can hang around for long enough. But <laughs> um, yeah, obviously not at the moment with everything going on. But yeah. I still actually don't have my my, my blazer. 
Oh, you really? Yeah, oh, I got the one I got for the Too photos small. and all that. <laughs> Doesn't fit around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the one I got was actually, they send you like, because it all happened so quick, they send you like, a, it was like a previous last year, it was 2020 or whatever, just for all the photos and whatnot, and then they size you up and send you the proper one, but... Just okay. reminded me, I've got to follow that up. So, yeah. Thanks, boys. It's right. a, no, you're right. It's a, probably like an awkward one, isn't it? Because it, it's not really the type of thing you're going to wear out just on the street down for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's still something that you really want to get. Yeah, it's a, it was a, yeah, it was a weird situation because there was a few of us, well, I thought there was a few of us that should have got it, other guys, and, and I kind of knew that I was, you get the kind of tap on the shoulder and, and whatnot that you're in the team because you've got to do media and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and the other guys... Kind of like, oh, have you heard? Like, have you heard anything? Because then you're told you can't say anything. Really? So I can't even say. I felt a bit awkward. I couldn't say to my own teammates, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in," because then they would realise that they're not in. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. But you understand all the, oh, yeah. the secrecies of it and whatnot. But yeah. that is hard with um sport, hey, in general. Because any time like a squad would come out <laughs> with juniors and stuff, and people would yeah. be like, "Do you make it?" I'm like, uh, I don't know. So that's probably not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I definitely haven't ranked me, so that's real trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with that all Australian team I mean, From the outside like Looking in it, it seems like a bit odd Because you don't go off And play games Or anything like that But I take it that's That means a lot to you To make that Is that That's got to be A pretty good feeling Sort of being on the grind For bloody 10 years straight And then getting recognition From people Who are obviously Pretty great players themselves Yeah oh, it is a big honour Absolutely But I'd, I'd much rather Have a have a premiership cup okay. um, In, the, in the lockers At the club But it is one of those things That it's not It's out of your control In a way Who picks it and if you make the yeah. team or not but absolutely it's a it's a big honor and I think um I've, I've kind of a bit of a reflection at the end of last year like I mean I was in the I was in my 13th season which is probably something that's not typically done um guys might have an all-Australian earlier in their career and then have one a little bit later on but yeah I'd kind of ha- never really had anything like that so um yeah it, it, it's a positive in that way you mentioned you're looking for that premiership. You've been yeah. you know, there and thereabouts the last couple of years, couple of finals, but haven't probably thrived as much in that final series as much as you'd like to. Is, is that maybe lack of experience in those conditions or is it just the other team was, was better on the day? What do you what do you think? Oh, probably, yeah, combination. Um, those big big games, there's a lot of moments where you, you need to be on and um, I suppose hindsight, yeah, we're still learning to do that, but I think we're in a great position to, to be able to hopefully, I suppose, get to the finals as a first step in a good position and then almost start another season at that point in time. Um, But the facts are we are still quite a young team in terms of age demographic. I think a year or two ago we were still the third youngest team in the comp behind like Adelaide and maybe North Melbourne that or Gold Coast or whoever it might have been that people don't really, you don't really realise. So yeah, those moments and those experiences for the younger guys are going to be gold. Even, Mm. even me in my first, I played finals, as we said, my first year, then didn't play again for ten years, so yeah. ten years is a long time. You, I don't like you think what was I doing ten years ago? So yeah. <laughs> then to play finals, not like I'd played the years gone by. Yeah. So I was still getting a bit of experience back in that kind of caper as well. And yeah. isn't there like a massive jump up between the home and away season and finals footy? Is it like is it a heap tougher, or is it sort of just a matter of the other team having a better day? Or yeah, it's a, it's a little. It is a little step up because there's obviously more on the line, especially those games where it's where it's do or die. Yeah. Season's over. You've worked all season to get to that point, and it could be over in one game. Um, but yeah, there are games throughout the season too that are almost you hear people say, "Oh, gee, that was finals like," because yeah. that's kind of how they're played. 
Yeah. Generally, every game. Yeah. <laughs> every game that's close, the commentators say that. <laughs> One point. Um, and then, you know, we talked about the guys like you and, and even Chris Fagan, I guess, that have, they almost it feels like they kind of deserve a premiership, like to, to take a team from where it sort of was mm-hmm. uh, and to be in the position that you're in now. Like, is there – do you feel like he – puts heaps of time in, and as a team you put heaps of time into actually going okay these are like the little things that we do need to do better these are the little areas that we're breaking down and you spoke about it before like you you can not be playing your best footy and still winning games but then you're sort of still looking at areas to improve all the time hey absolutely yeah you you, you basically that's what pre-season's all about is look, working on those things from the previous year about basically doing whatever you can to set yourself up for the the best shot at it, and then you've got the week to week stuff that you you improve off games, whether you win or lose. There's always stuff to work on. It's nearly impossible to play a, play a perfect game. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Is it's constant rolling kind of room for improvement areas for sure. Also, that you mentioned preseason. So you've done how many of those now? Thirteen. Thirteen now. Yeah, yeah. They look many. incredibly tough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not fun. I'm not the world's greatest runner either, um, especially up here in the heat. Um, yeah, so Are we, for cricket, we have our preseason in winter, and I feel like it's tough enough as it is. You guys do it in summer, and you probably run more. We like during Big Bash period, we often train at the Gabba, and we do like a little bit of running, like in between games. But it's like really like small sets, not even that much. And I feel so cooked running during summer. So I feel for you guys. That's um that's tough going. It is, yeah. I've, Especially when you get a bit of a downpour the night before and you know it's going to be 30, 35 the next day, you're just like, got the sniffles, I'm out. <laughs> Especially with COVID these days. Yeah. Do you get sick days as a footy player? Yeah. <laughs> Lee, it's never been easier to get a day off at the moment. With uh, You just have a bit of a sore throat or runny nose. And you yeah, you're in for seven COVID oh, yeah. tests. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What up? Can you tell us a bit about like what sort of training you do? do at, I mean, in pre-season, I take it's not all running. Like, AFL is a bloody physical game as well and you've probably got to on a fair bit of muscle mass too I can't imagine I'd be walking out to play AFL tomorrow <laughs> no there's some blokes skinnier than you sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go good uh, career change still a chance eh? <laughs> um, Eric Hitwood looks like that tripod <laughs> uh, yeah I saw him I saw him the other day at the, at the game he must be getting close to coming back yeah he? he's a couple of weeks off yeah, yeah yeah he's not far off yeah okay so it'll be good to have him back yeah definitely. but yeah pre-season answer your question is um, it's a variety of things yeah I, we basically do eight weeks of training before we even start back, so you're pretty much ready to go day dot. Right. Um, As in just by yourself, like on your own? Yeah, sort of thing. Yep. yep. So we get programs, we basically have two weeks off and then we get back into it for the next season. So there's not a lot of downtime. <laughs> two weeks off, is it? Oh, two weeks of non-training and yeah. then you basically have eight weeks of your, your own – you're not <laughs> – you're not going into the club and that kind of stuff. What did you I'm think complaining that? about my off-season. You, <laughs> you thought they were getting 16 weeks of annual leave. We only get four months off. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you in five months. That's not how it works, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I knew it was a short break. I didn't realise it was that extreme. Yeah. yeah. And then we roll into the off-season and, and you kind of can do a few extra things if you want and yeah. ready to go when you launch back. Do you normally get back to WA during the off season, or is it sort of every couple of years? What? Yeah, it's a bit harder now with a couple of kids. Um, mm. I don't even know the last time I was back there. We'll put it this way: my sister was here over the school holidays, and I've got an eighteen-month-old daughter. That was the first time they'd met. So yeah, it's okay. uh, it's one of those things where it's been so hard to get back over there, especially 
compared to any other state in Australia. Yeah, on top of the fact that two kids ain't fun to travel with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do still have family over there. Like most of your family stayed in WA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Have they yeah. actually? Have they got to like watch you play much footy and stuff like throughout your career? I mean, uh, yeah, mum and dad have watched heaps. Yeah. They um they pretty much book their flights, get the fixture, and they'll book probably four or five games a year. Yeah. Come over, and they might do the old uh, away game. But yeah, they, they really enjoy it. It's one of those things that they I kind of feel bad. They could either go travel overseas or come and <laughs> spend a few weeks in Brisbane. Especially now I've got kids, they they don't really come to see me. They come to see them, <laughs> which is fair enough. <laughs> don't blame them. And um, one place to travel that has been, and it was your two hundred fiftieth game a couple of weeks ago in Geelong. That looks like an incredibly tough place to travel to. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you've got a, obviously a few different factors. You got the well, also the they're flight. good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. <laughs> it's one. Of, yeah, it's definitely one of the harder road trips I think in in footy. But we were we were really looking forward to it. Didn't get the the chocolates on the night, but must be a little plug there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is tough because you fly in. You've got the bus trip. There's a few different factors. Bit of a longer, skinnier ground. They love playing there, so yeah. yeah I was wondering about that. Like yeah. we played a couple of big bash games there, and really like short square boundaries. Like I was yeah. wondering how, how weird it is playing an AFL game there, you know, with, with that different dimensions. Yeah, it, it's funny. You, you kind of the way you move the ball, you, you kind of like gee, I run it like you run out of space quick if you start moving it more yeah. side to side. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can imagine. Yeah, I don't know why we, we, where the uh, wicket runs, yeah, but that's why Sean Marsh hit me for a couple of sixes in the over. He must have mishit him. They just you know, oh, short yeah. boundary. <laughs> Nothing know, to do with your. <laughs> where is it? Short square. Yeah, short, short square. square. Yeah. I think yeah. I didn't hit him straight though with my Pretty sixes. Short, so. short everywhere when has <laughs> bowl. What's that mean? Pitch it up. Well, yeah, yeah, I pitched yeah. it. I hit me to the long boundary with six, actually, so <laughs> I can't. I can't complain. But <laughs> I thought I was going well. Four, four balls, three runs, and then he went six, six to finish you over. So yeah. that's not the way you want to close. And <laughs> <laughs> what's but, your cricket like? Oh, I love cricket. Yeah. I uh, we um we have like a kick room that we play cricket in all the time. Oh yeah, um, and I love it. Yeah, Who was it? Someone came out in the media the other day and was spraying. Brisbane Lions like away dressing rooms. Did you see that article? Someone was whinging yeah, about it massively. Will Schofield. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, on, yeah. yeah, on the Back Chat podcast, I think he runs, and oh. he was saying that it was like the worst place to travel to for away teams. Oh, really? Yeah, he just had like a list of about eighty-five things that he whinged about. What the change room? Like the facilities? Apparently. Yeah. I've I never seen it. I haven't seen them either. It's the cover. How bad can it be? Maybe no one's seen them. <laughs> well, our cricket change rooms are on the side of the field, so I haven't seen the AFL ones. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been in the cricket ones. No complaints for me. <laughs> yeah, they're good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. As, as mentioned that short boundary thing before it, um, off camera, it was funny because Lee said everyone, like, you always see people go down to Geelong and kick it out on the full. Um, and as was like, I wish I could hit it out on the full accidentally, but <laughs> <laughs> hit more seasons yeah. as an accident. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, the two hundred and fifty games, man, that's plenty uh, of games. It's like you said, I mean, yeah, plenty of seasons. So there's not that many players that have that have done it. But you've still like everything you've spoken about. It's incredibly positive. You're playing again for the for the next couple of years. Like, do you do you reckon you'd be the type of person that would once you're done in the AFL that that will be it? done or would you be like a we played at our club with Daryl White I honestly reckon he was about 58 <laughs> when he came and played and he still dominated yeah. he was good would that be you running around oh I don't know I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could be uh, I could be rolling around by then but um, I don't know I, yeah I wouldn't wouldn't rule it out just to I suppose play a couple of games here and there especially in Queensland you could play for I don't know Sunny Coast team or yeah, Gold Coast yeah. team and Alex Hills Bombers. Yeah, um, you get you down. With your, your son will probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never know. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, um, oh, probably not to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the way I feel sometimes after games is like I'm done. But yeah. um, see how we go. Yeah, yeah I went watch me in a few years. Yeah, I went to watch yeah. like a, I think it was an over forties AFL game down at Wynnum the other day. Oh, that's <laughs> going to increase your load. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty poor standard. Plus, it was raining, so you know, tough on them. But like, every time there was a bit of contact, there was like guys on the field. Like, the medic was on. They stopped the game for yeah. the medic. It was like it's oh. just so tough playing at that age, just getting injured all Worst the time. Job in the world would be being a like strapper for oh, an yeah. over forties AFL team. <laughs> just like lined up for seventy five percent of the team. Yeah, it was so out. busy. It was like yeah. <laughs> I swear, AFL's a very, like, there are a lot of injuries in AFL. I feel like there's more, I haven't got any stats to back me up, but I feel like there'd be more in AFL than other sports. Like, even when we played, people were always getting strapped, and that wasn't over 40s. Not that we were great either, but, like, it's just such a physical sport. And, yeah, I don't know, like, I think, because, like, you've got bloody blokes coming from all angles. It's not like NRL where you're just running straight up and down and sort of expecting it. Knees are the big one, eh? The pain, like, you did your ACL at one point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did that. Um, I don't even know what year it is. Um, two thousand. We looked at it. I did yeah, look yeah, it up. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was about then. Um, just one of those things. I was the good thing. It, well, the positive I took out of it was it was like a contact. It wasn't like I was just changing direction. Yeah. It was a contact mm. thing. So in yeah. the back of my mind, coming back from it, I was like, oh, I just got unlucky. It wasn't like the guys you hear that are just running, stepping from yeah. left to right yeah. and it goes. But that's what I um, yeah. <laughs> Good legs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> They're still not fun. Nah. Yeah. Is it, is it in the back of your mind anymore? I mean, I, I dislocated yeah. my shoulder last year and all season, every time I dove, I was like, oh no, don't pop the shoulder out. Like, is, is, have you gotten over it now? Is it completely out of your mind or do you still think about it when you jump up in the air and land? Nah, I don't think about it, to be honest. Um, yeah, just kind of one of those things that uh-huh. probably did the year after I did it, like same position you're in, but yeah. nah, not anymore. Yeah. Nah. How long were you out for with that injury and, and others in general? Have you had a few other injuries throughout your career? Look. Yeah, a few patches. Yeah, a few patches of injuries. I broke my shoulder blade. That wasn't fun either. Um, missed patches games there, but knee was basically. I did it round three from memory. Yeah, and I think I was good for round one, so just missed a season. Because like Cam Rayner, Eric Hipwood both did theirs. 
last year. Cam Rainer came back round one, and then Eric Hipwood still a couple of weeks away. But yeah, they're like proper full season. Like it's a long time, isn't it? And especially mm. a bit long time to come back and even for any sport, but especially a sport like. AFL, as we talked about, where it's, yeah, you can actually, there is collisions, so there's a fair bit that has to be. And I think half the battle is actually in your mind too, going like, yeah. like actually feeling like, yeah, I can play again without thinking about it and without sort of favouring one side or whatever. Yeah. When you're young, you like, you don't need a rush back. Like, you've got a hopefully long career ahead of you. Like, for the sake of an extra month or two, like, it's going to help you on the flip side. So, I just got to chill out sometimes, those boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that right. Is, yeah. You still play a bit of sport, like, off the field. Like, when you're not playing AFL, sometimes you'll you'll go for a surf or, or play some golf, won't you? You, you, know, you? Yeah. Don't just try and shy away from getting injured. You still get out there and do that sort oh, of thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I've, I'm a big one for when I step away from footy. I don't watch a lot of footy. I don't... Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't watch much cricket either, yeah, so... There. <laughs> there is a lot of you about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my golf and surfing. Um, probably a bit more golf at the moment just because it's a bit easier. Have to drive an hour to, to get in the water with kids and all that uh-huh. stuff, but um, yeah, having a game tomorrow, which should be good. And I try to get out once a week, but I'm busy with a bit of study and a few other courses and that as well. So, yeah, life's, uh, chockers. Yeah. might as well tell us a bit about that what you're studying and yeah, what, what else do you do outside of footy? Yeah, so I, I've, had, I've had a bit of a bit of a switch this year actually, or started last trimester, trimester three last year. I've switched to high school sport teaching and psychology. Um, with a goal to hopefully one day be like a head of sport at a at a school or um, something like that. Whereas in years gone by, I've done property and uh, marketing and that that kind of stuff, which I still have a big interest for. But yeah. I've realised I don't need the the degree to, I suppose, do what I want to do in that area. Mm. Yeah, where I potentially might have a bit more of a love to be a, a sport teacher out of high school and I suppose give back and have a bit of a different lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. With the with the golf, has that really taken off over the last few years? And I feel like I, you, you follow Storm players on rugby league, and so they're all playing golf too. Like all the football codes, all the players are playing golf. I mean, <laughs> a lot of cricketers have always played golf because it's a similar sport. But you know, it's it's very different to football. But there seems to be a lot of good football players who play golf. It's a uh, it's a funny way. It's it's gone bananas at the club at the moment. Yeah. Um, We've actually got a jacket that we play for. <laughs> well, that's um, probably where your blazer went. <laughs> I actually won. I, we had a jacket. I just ripped uh, the patch off. No, the jacket. <laughs> I bought the jacket. So long story short, we it started in Sedona when we used to do altitude camps. Um, and we had a event over there and we thought, oh, we'll, we'll get a jacket going. Um, and then I went and bought it from like a Vinnie's <laughs> for <laughs> 20 bucks or something. And it's this, I thought it was ivory. <laughs> like the colour ivory Just that off-white Kind of colour Yeah But Recently So I bought it in 2000 Sorry I'm mumbling on here In 2013 no, no, I bought no. the jacket This year It got dry cleaned For the first time And it's actually white so <laughs> It was that It was that dirty and old It looked ivory So we've called it The ivory jacket But it's actually Just a white jacket <laughs> What was the catalyst To getting it dry cleaned? Oh because it had because often after we'd do it in the off season and we'd go have a few beers and whatnot after and there was tomato sauce on it because the winner gets to basically wear it for as long as they want Um, but it just had absolute crap all over it Um, so you won it last year I won it last week last week yeah yeah Yeah. so I've won it five times now which I'm kind of at that point where the boys just want anyone but me (laughs) is there anyone close to you it's all off handicap, so I haven't I haven't won it for ages, yeah. um, and I played out of my skin to to have have the win. So um, yeah, it's all handicap. Like right. 
Cam Rainer's off 33. <laughs> um, and then there's a few of us off like seven or eight. So it's like, oh, yeah. you're off seven if or you're eight. good enough to win, yeah. fucking it's yours. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. So Cam Rainer is dreadful, obviously. Oh, he's not great. Yeah, he's just got into it. Same with Mitch Robinson. He was off 30. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That, that annoys me with I'd golf. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm off. I'm I'm terrible golfer, but I feel like I don't deserve to win if I just beat my handicap by more than someone else. If someone's a way better golfer and they shoot shoot less than me, they deserve to win. I don't deserve to beat them just because yeah, yeah. my handicap. Yeah, but that's bad. not going to work in that setting though. Otherwise, it's one. Person. Yeah, there's no real <laughs> contest, is it? Didn't yeah. handicaps used to actually like only go up to a certain number, and now they can be like massive. Yeah, or was it either 27 or 36, but now they're like up to 54. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if, yeah, the guy with the handicap of 54 just plays out of his skin one day <laughs> and wins the jacket. That's stiff for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, when you're, when you're playing off 54, just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> play Tiger Woods. <laughs> you can play on PlayStation. That's it. Yeah, like, I take it you obviously enjoy golf because you keep going back. But like the, the couple of times I've played, I've found it the most frustrating sport ever because you hit like one shot that's all right and then, and then another that's a stinker. And I've, like, I, I sort of hate that, but I've always... I thought, no, nah, but even if I got better at golf, I'd still find it frustrating because I'd just miss my target by less, and I'd find that more frustrating because I'd want to, I'd want to be more accurate. But I take it, like, do you do you find it a frustrating sport, or, or you um, haven't really? Oh, like, he's actually moments. good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying is, I thought if I got good, it would still be frustrating, but obviously not. <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's kind of when you get that expectation that you're not too bad, and then yeah. you have a stinker, you get frustrated, but. There's always those few shots where you just like hit it exactly how you want it and you're like, oh, that's the best. Like, yeah. yeah. Feels like Christmas. You're like, this is awesome. But um, it's always, on the, it. um, always on the last hole, too. So it just gets you <laughs> yeah, back. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I remember. Now I've got it. Now, now I know how my technique works. <laughs> it's funny. I, 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 I get to a point, which is probably not good. And this might sound a bit weird, but <laughs> I'm lying in bed some nights knowing like I'm playing whatever golf course and I kind of like oh yeah I'll hit this club off this tee or this club off this tee <laughs> oh, I love it it's it's kind of I don't know it's my kind of outlet in a way from footy yeah right. um, when, when you've got a busy life it's pretty important to have those things I think yeah. Yeah. do you find yourself um, like shadow golf swinging we do that we do that a bit with cricket I don't know if we do it but yeah, I do it, you do <laughs> it. Like, yeah. Yeah. like where I'll find something that just sort of resembles it Michael does it actually it's probably the worst <laughs> out of anyone <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he'll find something that like resembles a cricket bat and just start shadow batting like shots that he would have played and stuff. <laughs> do that oh, a little golf. bit, yeah. If we do like, if you're in the gym, we've got a few things like broomstick warm up. There's always someone in the room like having a bit of a swing with it, or boys are always joking around in the gym coach. Oh, is this going to help me with my golf swing and stuff? Like that. <laughs> the boys love it. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's right. so good. Yeah. It's um, it got like in comparison to footy, golf's a very individual sport. Like you. Obviously, in footy, you've got 47 of your bloody closest mates around you, I suppose. Do you, do you often play by, like, go out and play by yourself and enjoy a bit of alone time, or do you just get a, get a group of mates and uh, have a few nah, beers with Yeah, always, always with the boys. Yeah, right. um, I, play every, I play every now and then. Um, I'm an ambassador at Nudgy as well, and I love every now and then just chucking myself in with three of the members there that I've never even met and just going out and having a game, mm. which yep. is something I enjoy. You just meet new people and you can basically, as long as they don't, Talk your head off about footy for four hours and it's all right, but it's good just to yeah get away and especially in the off season, even walk eighteen holes and because this time of yeah. year I'm not walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an old um actually on that, an old teaching mate of mine used to say that uh, golf is a social game. Either that's that's yeah. a misconception. Golf should be a social game so much to the point where 
he would say that he would let people through if there was a group of two. Like, so if they were in a group of four, he'd let people through if they were a group of two, but he would never let through someone that was by themselves. <laughs> he was like, nah, golf's a social game. You should have a friend and not come through. <laughs> Good theory. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah. Um, also, with your, with your, we talked about like shadow batting with golf swing, with your actual kicking. Like that, I remember when you first came out, I would have been young, but um, when you first came into the AFL, like that was like, the thing that everyone froth was like you bombing goals from 70 metres out mm. centre square sort of stuff could you always kick it way further than everyone when you were growing up or like did anyone teach you how to kick because no one's taught us yeah, no. still I need to go soon <laughs> if, if I want to play another game of footy yeah. um, not really I think it was one of those things where I just had a f- like it'd be like you guys with the cricket bat or ball just had it in my hands all the time I'd go down after school and kick the footy and um it was probably I got to a point where I was trying to nearly kick it too hard, and it wasn't going as far. So it's kind of you just peel it back a bit, and it goes just as far, yeah. if not further, more accurate, and it's just kind of become one of my strengths over time. Yeah. It's no different to any sport. It's all about the timing. Golf's a perfect example. Cricket, especially batting, would be the exact same, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I've yeah kind of built on and have to work on. But um, I feel like I'm at a point now where I can basically. I'll kick a footy and I'll know straight away what's what's happened yeah, okay. in terms of ball – could be ball drop, position on my foot, whole variety of things, which you learn over time and just kicking footies. Are you a um, like a big thinker about – because like with my, <laughs> with my batting and actually I'm quite embarrassed to tell the story, but uh, there's like a video on YouTube that was how to kick a drop punt in AFL. But it's like a proper one that got done. I think Gary Lyon voiced it over. And you as like a young player – were in it like one of the kicks that they were analyzing and demonstrating and i used to like when i was actually trying to get good at footy for those couple of years i used to like freeze it on like as you were dropping the ball and try and work out like how you held it and stuff like that and and has going to test it with cricket i'm terrible like i hold the bat different way every net session trying to work out what the magic pill is how do you you hold it how's how do you hold it come (laughs) here yeah yeah do you do any of that um oh it's a funny one i reckon if someone said oh how do you like I couldn't describe it, but I'd nearly be – I'd feel more comfortable saying, right, let's go have a kick, and I'd just watch, like, you kick the ball. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I try this or try that, as opposed to saying, oh, no, you got a hot luck. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's funny, I'm doing a coaching course at the moment, and the guy that runs it is a kicking coach. He's like an old coach that um, – he's written a book on goal kicking and, and whatnot. And he was telling a story last night that guy down in um, Geelong way was holding – so you imagine you're holding a footy with the laces facing towards you, like holding it just on the side, laces facing towards you. As you go to kick the ball, it flips the ball. No. Like, so the laces end up facing out, and then he kicks the ball. And there was a few people looked over at Dave, and it was like, oh, you're going to fix that? And he was like, the bloke was flushing it. He's like, oh, you're not – like, don't fix what, what isn't broken kind of thing. So everyone's different, like. Just twist um, the bat around in your hand before the yeah, ball's oh rolling. Yeah. Hold it backwards. I might try and hit it straight and it'll like go that way and get more runs. That's actually <laughs> How the heck would you be sitting there though and go, this is the way I'm going to kick it? Like, yeah. think to even, yeah. who, who thinks to even try that? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <That> <laughs> well, well I was wondering that with my cricket, because my, I'm a batsman, sort of. I try, try to bat a little yeah. bit, but I was bowling in the nets this season and, well, every season I'll get roasted about my bowling action because I'm sort of bloody throw them like Lasseth Malinka or something or coming out from right around. I have no idea how the hell I decided that that felt natural of, of all the bowling actions. It so is that's, weird. That's what I've come up with. I, yeah. 
Don't understand. That is true. People just get strange. Yeah. Man, how you do it and just yeah. well, yeah. My, I know when we went down to that batting coach in Sydney, he was like, oh, the, "The great news is you're a hard worker. The bad news is you've practiced getting shitter a lot." Um Dan, I. I don't know if maybe I'm t- talking shit here, but I've, I've obviously spent about two hours watching your highlights last night, and we've talked <laughs> <laughs> talked about like how you you can you've got a bloody big boot and you can bomb them from just about anywhere. I was, there were heaps of goals that you kicked where you like like rather than bombing them, you kick them like low and hard, just clear the back, and like they like bounce in. Like you, if, there were like 15 goals where you, like there was just one bounce through the goal. Is there some sort of theory there? Or? Oh, there's yeah a lot of factors. Obviously, you got to if there's no one in the goal square, it's probably more of a percentage player and I think potentially a lot of those would have been when I was running quicker. Yeah, okay. So it's obviously harder to be running fast and then kick like a high, yeah, high okay. kick. Yeah. Um, so you're basically using, using your more of your momentum to, to kick them flatter and allow for that, that run, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. And then obviously a lot of our games, are if they're at night, it's a little bit dewier as well. So yeah, you factor okay. in a bit of that as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, combination of... Yeah. But it all happens pretty quick, so you've got to make a pretty fast decision. Yeah, tell you what was a good one, and we were talking about this this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> these blokes from Gogglebox, Adam and Simon. Adam we and were, Simon, yeah. yeah we Had spoke a chat to with them this morning. And Adam's like a big Brisbane Lions yeah, yeah, supporter, yeah. loves it. Uh, I think player sponsor of Joe Danaher, actually, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't even know you could do that. No, neither did I, but he, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Something we'll look into. <laughs> um, yeah, but he was saying, he asked us what our favourite sporting moment, or iconic sporting moment, that, and it was very hard to go past the Miracle on Grass. Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, you kicked that goal. That, was that the second last goal? And then Ash McGrath after the siren, is that how it went? Yeah, I think that was right, wasn't it? You kicked a goal with like a minute and a half to go to scores scores were level and then, and then they kicked, they kicked behind. it behind Ash McGrath goal. Yeah. yeah. So that was that's well that's in twenty thirteen now, so we've obviously thinking about quite a while, but yeah. was that oh, I was, was yeah, sort of fond memories. Game. I think I saw it maybe the end of it on T V, maybe in the lead up to like the Geelong game. Yeah, right. Him earlier, I know. Yeah. yeah. You kinda of forget those things because so much kinda of Happens and it's not like the Olympics where you do something for four years and you mm. have a bit of time to think about it. You move on pretty quick, yeah. As we all know, but oh, I was a yeah pretty crazy game because they got fair way in front. They're obviously a good team. It was his two hundredth game, yeah. So it was like it was like this oh, fairy tale right. that all kind of yeah. came together. But yeah, it was they're the ones you kind of you do remember. And I think you hear so many people say, "Oh, what's your favourite Lions game?" And they they say that one. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Is it yeah. would that be yours or? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I think winning finals is yeah. is a bit more of a special highlight. And then you've got kind of from individual games, like my 200th game, we had a good win against North Melbourne. Okay. Um, had all my family there. Got to run out with my little fella. Like things like that are different. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, some, yeah, it's been some good wins, especially over the last few years. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about your 250th game, but maybe you'd prefer to talk about the 200th game where you, where you got a W. But um. Yeah, like, do you get what, what's a day like that like? Do you get a good chance to like really soak all that in, or are you more sort of focused on just getting the job done, I suppose, and playing the game and going through the motions of your warm up and, and sort of being on the tools? Yeah, it's probably more about the whole week, to be honest. Like, you've got to be um, pretty smart with how you kind of you kind of structure your week, mm. um, and in working with all the media guys now, like footy manager and all that, you basically I basically got all my or most of my media commitments done by I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday so then I could just because it's draining like mm. you got people messaging you people doing this and that and it's it takes it out of you um, and I actually 
did a I basically purposely left like a bit of a uni assignment to finish <laughs> on the flight to Geelong and then it was a night game in Geelong so then I could do a few hours in the day of the game. <laughs> basically put my phone down. You've got to be kind of almost like plan it. Yeah, okay. Um, so it doesn't zap you. And then because it was just a normal game. But it was awesome. I had my my eldest child there, got to run out with him. Uh, something that I'll never forget. Mm. Um, they're the kind of moments like that are just as good as winning any game of footy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty special. Just um, to hijack that question too, how do you go doing uni assignments with <laughs> some of the idiots that are your teammates? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I would find that quite hard conditions to work in. I can't uh, imagine there'd be a few of them that would be overly helpful nah. when you're trying to get that done. Yeah, you put the headphones on. Um, <laughs> we're, as I said before, like we're in charter flight, so um, yeah, games played and using the system. I was lucky to be in business class, sitting next to Zorks, who isn't like Mitch Robbo and a bit more respectful. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it was all right. I basically yeah did a couple of hours on the plane and got to switch off, so it was good. You've got a bit happening, that's for sure. And uh, I one final question on you guys ago, but I wanted to ask you about the uh, the new rule in terms of um, umpire dissent this year and if that's made an impact on you or if that was... You seem pretty well-measured type of operator anyway. You weren't too explosive with your disgust with decisions. But now <laughs> yeah. it's like you put your hands up and you're cooked. Harris Andrews got <laughs> that one the, the yeah. couple of weeks ago. It's oh, it is hard. It is because the game is so like we're so passionate and it's like mm. contact sport. Like there's so much happening, but you kind of see both sides of the coin. Yeah. But it is hard. You got to be smart. You you can't do anything. I'm lucky. I'm I'm pretty relaxed. I do get passionate and, and upset and angry, but I potentially don't show it as an instinct as opposed to some guys. But I think the umpires do a pretty good job. You understand, as we spoke about before, it's all about the. Not so much junior footy, but the junior umpiring. See, yeah. Um, yeah. They're just as, we don't have umpires, we we can't play. So no. yeah. it's a funny one. You're yeah. right because like even watching like our I mean, our level of footy, and it was just like it was actually like a done thing that just umpire. Like if I don't know why you would have put your hand up to umpire in like in our reserves and oh, yeah. seniors football, like because you just know that you're just going to cop abuse. So it's actually like from a bigger picture, like. Anyone that just looks at it and sprays the AFL for making this change, like in the media, I think that's a little bit short-sighted. Yeah. If you're thinking about it as an overall, like holistic approach, it actually is a change that had to happen because yeah, absolutely. there would yeah. be no one signing up to be an umpire based yeah. on some of the things we've heard get yelled yeah. out at them. Yeah. And, the, and there was always a shortage of umpires too. You'd end yeah. up with players doing the boundary and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. how does it make sense? Like cricket, like say you turn around, like you thought it was LB. Can you talk around? It? Can you spray the umpire? Like. No, they've they've definitely tried to crack down on that a fair bit as well in in yeah. our grade cricket. Sort of Still stuff, happens too much. Yeah, like yeah, I, I couldn't be an umpire any sport. Enough. It's so hard, isn't it? So so much criticism. Yeah. And the the hard thing is, and this is where I reckon it's where the AFL actually does kind of have it right, is that it's like it does have to be consistent. That's the hardest thing because mm. if you've got one umpire that in cricket, for example, like if there's one umpire that will take a bit of a spray and sort of have a joke with you. Yeah. It doesn't report you And then yeah. the next person Would report you For the same thing Then it gets real murky So that's What I kind of liked about Yeah um, Like Brad Scott coming out And going Well this, These are the rules And the umpire Like we, we actually He said like All of those should have been Free kicks And there were these examples That also should have been Like they're actually Just trying to make it Like one blanket rule yeah. And that will stamp it out Eventually yeah. no, fair. The other rule That's been Been talked about A bit this season Is that Like running through the mark That's been Plenty of people are of the opinion that that's sort of a bit too strict, and like there's been examples where 
um, that low player just sort of has no, next to no impact. They're just sort of cruising through and get done 50 metres. Have you, have you got any opinion on that? I mean, yeah. People are getting crafty down where they're going like running and then one guy the other day like pushed his opponent the other side of the mark and then ran that way and then 50 oh, yeah, bang because right, yeah. you've got to like be tagging them directly. Yeah, it is a hard one. Like you're nearly better off just sitting on their back um, in a way. But I think the umpires are pretty good at seeing those like situations. You just got to kind of throw your arms up and like almost look like you're getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah. As funny as it sounds, the umpires yeah. will see that and he'll be like, oh, he's making an effort to, yeah. to get out of there because it all happens like so fast. Yep. And you don't know the bloke's like sprinting. He's going to go left or right. You're not a mind reader. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's, it is it is a, it is a hard one, very hard yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, we appreciate you uh, coming for a chat. It's been unreal. I know you've obviously got a game of golf to prepare for tomorrow. <laughs> game of footy on the weekend as well. You're in Sydney, I think. So you've got plenty coming up. Big couple of days. So thank you so much for making time to uh, make your debut on the Week at the Chocolates podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. No worries, guys. My yeah, pleasure. Yeah, hopefully get you back. Yeah, part two. Mm. Sounds good. Back when you when you playing at fifty eight, we'll check him with you. <laughs> Couple flags. Fifty eight. <laughs> you park footy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, there you go. That was our chat with Daniel Rich. What a chat it was, Mitch. I know you were frothing. You were very happy. I think we finished that, and you said out with our wish we were still recording, but you just said, "Gosh, that was good. I love him." <laughs> yeah, guilty. But no, I did, did thoroughly enjoy that. I was bloody nervous heading into it to get to chat to the great man, but that went well. I thought. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic man to speak to, and uh, loves his golf as well. And then into yeah, hopefully the Lions can mm. not break that duck and get a, get the first premiership since when two thousand three. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. last supported him. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't waste his time, does he? he does a lot of things and, and very yeah. good at a lot of things too. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got plenty going on. So hopefully enough to get him back for a second ep. We'll see how yeah, we go. Part two, surely. Yeah. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, then there's probably a few more that you'll enjoy as well. But what we would really love you to do is get in contact with us on social media uh, or our website and Mitch will tell you where those are yeah they're Facebook Instagram YouTube Twitter ETC um, all, all pretty stock standard we're just we got the chocolates and our website is we got the chocolates.com.au and if you've got anything specific for the podcast try to get that to our email as well hello at we got the chocolates.com.au yeah, and if you can leave us a five star rating and review wherever you listen that would be awesome really appreciate that and, and while you're listening to the episode this one or another one share it on your uh, social media tag us yeah, in it and we'll uh, it. reshare it for you yeah love that word of mouth is the best way tell your friends that you listen to we got the chocolates we absolutely love making this for you thank you so much for listening and we will be back with you again this time next week and as always good luck in the future and go lions we well that's the podcast so what the hell are you still doing here go and get the chocolates you marvelous beast Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.